Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today, I want to talk to you as we are in our series continuing Pursuit of Excellence. We are pursuing God's excellence in everything we do. I like to call um, this month Regaining Our Spiritual Edge. We take 21 days to seek God and get the edge back. I believe the momentum that takes place in getting these times of prayer um, maybe organized in our, in our life or re- resetting our life, uh, something starts happening that brings transformation because we see God. One of the things that I really felt this year was in our pursuit of God, we are pursuing his excellence. We're reaching forth for the extraordinary. One of the things that I want to talk to you today about is reaching beyond the ordinary and stepping into the extraordinary. God is an extraordinary God. He has so much set up for us. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. The way God's kingdom works is not the way the earth works, And the way God thinks about you, probably by design, is not the way you think about yourself. I must allow myself to separate myself from the way I think about me, separate myself for how I feel about me, and separate myself from everything I know about me, and absorb and adhere to what the Word of God says about me. We may not realize it, but we are always constantly feeding ourselves what's around us. You're feeding, you're feeding on what you watch, what you listen to, people around us, the thoughts we dwell on. It's feeding our subconscious. It feeds our inner man. And I'm telling you, if you're not careful, this, medio- this mediocrity will rub off on your spirit life, your natural life, and is not the life God has designed for the believer. God said, do you not know that you're a new creature in Christ Never been one like you before. And what does that mean? That means our spiritual DNA is formed and fashioned in God. And if you have the DNA of God, you have the opportunity to excel in excellence. But excellence is an invitation you have to receive. And it's a gift given by another. And I'm inviting you in to the world of excellence. I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. I believe that even beyond my own capacity of excellence, that if you set your heart to say, God, I want to be a person of excellence, God is going to allow his excellence to meet your life, and you will never be the same again. Because here's the key. Sometimes we feed mediocrity, and we don't even understand it. Anything you feed grows. You may not like it, but I got news for you. Unless you feed God, unless you feed on the word of God what you want to become, you'll probably live in a life mediocre. And I and I say that I want you to get in the world of excellence. And how do you walk in it? And why is it so important for us to feed upon it? Now, this is all I want to try to tell you. Man, I told you this. I started noticing this in my own life. Um, until you become a person driven by excellence, you're going to drown in mediocrity. It's everywhere. Man, you can't, just, just last night, 
It was crazy. I was hanging out with Pastor Liz. She's trying to do something. Nobody does their job. She's on the phone for like 20, 40 minutes, whatever it was. Somebody didn't do this. It's not work. It was like uh, she was making an order and things go wrong. Earlier in the day, somebody had been on the phone with customer, customer care for an hour and 20 minutes. They timed it. People don't do their job. People don't care what it looks like from their house. People have lost the craftsmanship of humanity. Nobody cares. No one has it. I'm not, I know it's a little extreme, but let's be honest. As a society, as a society in a whole, people don't care, man. They don't care about workmanship, craftsmanship, excellence. It's just, it's all right. Who cares? It's mediocre everywhere you go. Mediocrity is overtaken. The government could care less. People could care less. Nobody cares. I don't know, man. I, I, unless I'm, I might be seeing through a different window than you're looking through, but this, I see this everywhere. We don't, you know, uh, I was just, we don't care. Uh, as a society, uh, I was looking at some of the things we were looking at. You know, they care more about uh, uh, birds than they do human beings for crying out loud. This is like warped. We're like warped in this. And if you're not careful, you'll just get as warped as everybody else and be like, oh, well, you know, it's just like the way it is. No, we have to be people of excellence in everything we do. And let me tell you where excellence starts in God. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a spin. It's like a different side of the mountain. I'm going to put a spin on this. And I want to show you what I mean. Excellence is how God responds to situations and circumstances in the earth. Okay, with the word of God first and foremost. So if we're going to be people of excellence in our own personal life, we're going to be people of excellence on a workplace. We're going to be people of excellence in every area of our life. But I'm going to say this. Excellence is, is, is formed in fashion from the word of God. So if God's, if the word of God, if you're going to be an excellent Christian, then you've got to be a doer of the word. Excellence is a man's response to God's presence. Excellence is is a man's response to God's presence. Remember this, unless you become an intentional person of excellence, you will drown in the sea of mediocrity. Amen? You understand that? And mediocre just means, mediocrity just basically, simple word, means you're average. You're like everybody else. You just lump them all in. You know, I always think about, I'm going to really get in trouble right here because I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I always see like, you know those little minions? <laughs> You know what a minion is? Those little yellow people that look like Tic Tacs. You ever see those little things? The kids were watching this show one day, and there was like a sea of these minions, and they all look the same. That's what the average, y'all a bunch of minions just running around, <laughs> little yellow Tic Tacs. Where did I come up with this stuff, right? You're like, everybody's the same. Nobody's different. Everybody's the same. And then y'all look like a bunch of yellow little Tic Tacs running all over the place, and nobody really stands out. Nobody's really different. Let's go with the flow. The sea of minions. No. God did not call you to be a minion in the life. He called you to be supernatural in your access to God so you can stand out and make a difference. Your uniqueness is what separates you in excellence. Listen, guys, you're never getting paid. You're never going to get paid in life, okay, for your, 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 your abilities to be like everybody else. It's the 1% of you that's different that determines the skill set of your life and the salary that you make. I'm serious. Your difference, in your difference, is where you discover your wealth.
in your difference. It's not in your similarity to people that your uniqueness is found. It's in your difference. And it's in your difference that you become the problem solver in the earth that God has called you to be. That's why I don't try to be like everybody else. Man, I try to preach like Bishop Jakes. Get ready, get ready, get ready. It didn't work. I try to be Brother Hagin. Come on, somebody. Come on, right? I, I, you try these things, but it's not you. It's, you're, you're, you're the one you. You know, here's, here's a great story. You know, we're in Bible school, and I'll tell you this story. This will really free you up. I was in Bible school, and um, one of the teachers was talking about, we had to preach in front of everybody, you know? So you got lab class, and, you know, some of these guys just preached. They knew how to preach. They could preach. Like, the anointing showed up, and everybody was saved. It was, like, crazy. But I had one of these teachers, and he said, I had, um, I had one really, really uh, uh, huge pastor. These guys were just students then. The guy, one guy has, like, 10,000 members right now, and the other guy's got about 7,000 members right now, right now, these guys. And he was in between these guys during lab class. So he, the one guy preached with 10,000, then you get to preach, and then the guy that's got 7,000 right now, great men of God, I don't want to mention names, right? But just really here. And my, the pa, this guy, he was, a, he was a teacher, he was a pastor, he goes, I'm thinking, what in the world am I going to say when I got this guy over here is dynamic, charismatic, got it all going on, and this guy in back of me is like totally got it. What in the world? And I never forgot what he said. He said these words. He said he was stood up, wore him out, didn't know what he was going to do, freaking out, thinking this, and God spoke these words to him. I remembered them for 20 years. I'm talking about I went to Bible school in 97, 99 is when we preached. So 1997, 98, I got out of 99. So 1998, these words were spoken. I remembered them. He said this. He said, as he stood up wringing his hands, thinking what in the world am I going to do around these great preachers, God said, remember this, I take my anointing and place it upon your personality, and there's only one of you in the world. So when my anointing comes on your personality, it is the greatest place for you to stay because there's only one of you in the world, and you don't have to compete with anybody else. That is a powerful statement if you get it. There's only one of me. There's only one of you. God takes his anointing places it on your personality, and makes you unique. That's why there's only one of me, and thank God, my wife's going, praise the Lord, there's only one of you in the whole world. Amen, right? Because watch, if you were duplicated, your uniqueness would be gone. This is what you got to get. God's going to take his anointing, put it on your personality, and you're going to be able to speak to people that other people can't speak to. So don't ever feel inferior to someone else or what someone else can do, because I got great news for you. God made you and put his presence on you so you could reach people I can't reach. And you could reach out to people that can't be touched by anybody else but you. This is what you got to see. Listen to Proverbs 22, 29. Now, this could be every area of your life. It could be your work life. It could be your home life. Do you see a man who excels in his work, in his actions, and the thing he does, not just his job, he will stand before kings, he will not stand before unknown men. Excellence is going to elevate you to what? A greater place. Excellence simply is the attention to detail that gives birth to outstanding performance, which leads to a successful life. I'm going to read that again. Excellence is the attention to detail. That's what it is. You're intentionally paying attention to detail. It will give birth to the outstanding performance, 
which leads to a successful life. So what happens is this. You start becoming a person of attentioning to detail. It will give birth to outstanding performance because you're going to outperform everybody else when you become a person of detail, and it's going to lead to success in life. Okay? And here's what, now here's something. I want you to really write this down, and I want you to grab this. Okay? Excellence is this. It is a little more than consistent pursuit of improvement. And that is so good. Excellence is little more than what? The constant or the consistent pursuit of improvement. That's what you got to get. Because remember we talked about this? Excellence excellence is elusive. God is elusive. You, just when you get close, he goes up. So it's something you're constantly trying to I don't want to, achieve is a tough word because it seems like if you don't achieve it, does that mean I failed? Not excellence. You're constantly improving and getting better so there's no succeed or fail. It's grow or stop growing. Are you going to keep growing in excellence or are you going to stop growing because you feel like this? So people get tired of the constant pursuit so they stop. So excellence is not about achieving something, go, okay, I'm here now, I got it, I made it. No, that's not it. It's a constant pursuit to what? Improve. And now here's the big thing, right? This is big. Excellence is about you looking in the mirror and becoming a better you for tomorrow. It's not competing. I'm not competing with anybody else. I'm not trying to run my race like anybody else. I'm just really trying to become strong in who I am and make it stronger. Remember this. Everybody wants to excel, but few people are willing to pay the price. Everyone wants to excel, but few are willing to pay the price of what it's going to cost to excel. Because remember this, if you're going to enjoy the level of excellence that you want to achieve, you're going to realize, I can always improve and get better. That's big, okay? If you want to stay at a level of excellence, right, you're going to have to learn this. I can't be stuck. I have to constantly always improve and get better. Now, that's big. That's really big because that means this. That means that I don't, I don't oh, today's day off, you know, I'm here. No, you got to always pursue to what? To really think about this. You can always improve and get better in every area of your life. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Okay? It says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Now, that sounds like pursuit, doesn't it? Everybody's running, but only one person is going to get this prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. What? Just in case when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. Man, isn't that sounding like a person of excellence? He said, I, I, I discipline my body. I discipline myself. I'm in a race to succeed and get a goal. But remember, this is big. Excellence is not a destination, but a process. Just write that down. It's a process. Put it in the comment. It's a process. Excellence is not a destination. It's a process. So it's not like, okay, I think you remember what we said yesterday, uh, last uh, Wednesday? It's not like climbing a mountain. You get to the top and go, yay, I'm here. I made it to the top. 
That's it. I'm done. I'm excellent now. No, it is not a destination, but a process. Remember this, okay? Perfection, perfection is, nobody's perfect. Perfection is never, ever found. It's always constantly being pursued, but you never really get it. Excellence, excellence is a process. You understand this? So this is what I'm saying. You're not going to get to this thing. Um, you know, you're going to, don't make it miserable. Because here's what I'm trying to say. I, I want you to be careful here. Because then it's like, well, if I don't get there, does that mean I, I messed it up? No. That means I'm in constant pursuit of getting better in every area of my life. So at work, right? Say you got to go to work. Everybody goes to work, right? Pretty much everybody got a job unless you're retired, right? And if you're retired, whatever you're doing, you're doing something. You might be volunteering. You might be a church member. You might be an usher in the church. Everything you do requires excellence, you know, what makes, the, what, makes, what makes the guy at work the better employee than the other guy, the guy that's excellent? What makes the usher in the church here better than the other usher? Excellence. He doesn't just do his job like, ah, oh, go sit wherever you want. I don't really care. I don't I care. Whatever. Can't see it from my house. Remember this. You are not competing against other people. You're competing against yourself when it comes to excellence. The standards God has established for us to live by. I'm competing and measuring up to those standards of God. You know, Jesus said like this. You know, this is what I love. I love this one. Everybody uses it. Well, there's hypocrites in the church. You, know, you, get the, you got one of those friends, right? They don't go to church because they're hypocrites. I don't go to church because they're hypocrites. Hypocrites in there. And I'm like, that's the dumbest statement I've ever heard in my life. God has never told me and you to be like one another. He hasn't. He said, you be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. God. So the standard that, if I'm going to model my life, I can't model my life after the guy sitting in the rows here. They go, well, you know, that, you know, that guy over there, he's, you know, he's goofing off. He's not really being a believer. So that means, oh, I'm a good Christian. Rawr. No. He's saying, look, you want to measure your life, Pastor Chris, against somebody else's life? Jesus said, you be holy, I'm holy. I'm the standard of life you're supposed to live. So you can't look at the people in the congregation or the buddy you know that's a Christian and go, well, he, well, he flaked out and he, he don't even go to church and because I go to church, I'm, no, no, no. God, Jesus said, you want to be holy? You be like me. And now the measuring standard of this hypocrisy is how does my life line up with God's life? And then we go, with well, Jesus. And now I go, whoa, I got room to improve. How about you? You know, we used to say, right, you blow somebody else's candle out while you're holding yours, you look good. Right? Ooh, look at my candle. Well, guess what? Hold your candle up against Jesus. How are you looking now? How's your love walk looking now? How's your forgiveness looking now? Maybe you're a hypocrite. I'm not saying you. The people that call it, I don't like to go. I don't go to church. There's hypocrites in there. Those people are the hypocrites. Coming in, lifting up a standard, a brand of Christianity. They can't even live themselves, but they want everybody else in the building to hold it? Stop it. My example of better is I look in the mirror every day and challenge that guy in the mirror. Because that guy in the mirror has to improve more like Christ each and every day. Otherwise, he's probably lukewarm. I'm telling you, it's a constant pursuit. I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound bad, but I believe this. I believe 80% of Christians could care less about spiritual growth. Do you think there's a pressure of pursuit to seek God like this? 
We better be careful, church. We don't become a bunch of hearers and not doers of the word. It's dangerous. Look at what it says. In Philippians 3.13, we understand this. Excellence is not a destination, but a process. Amen? Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. That's the King James. Look what it says. I do not depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. King James says it like this, and we don't have to go there. I count myself not to apprehend, but one thing I do, I forget those things. He's trying to apprehend. That means what? Just like it says, it reads better here. I don't do this in my own strength, but I focus future. I'm compelled to my focus. I'm compelled to going forward. I press towards the prize for the goal of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3.14. Look at that in the Passion. It says, but I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal. See, it's an invitation to come. That's what we talked about last week. We said excellence is an invitation that someone invites you into. If you reject it, you can never become it. But the minute you accept it, you are in a perpetual movement going forward of trying to pursue something that is so elusive you'll never catch it. But in the process of chasing it, you will transform. That is the God's honest truth. In the process of chasing it, you will transform. You will, you will transform because it will start building in your life this new system, kingdom realities, principles. It'll rub off as you chase it. When you're looking for excellence, you're going to discover one thing. There's no shortcut that leads you there. I like that. When you're looking for excellence, you will go, I'm going to show you, what, you're going to discover this. There is no shortcut that gets you there. You'll never discover the shortcut that leads you to excellence. There's no short. There's no way around it. There's only one way that's through it. Excellence always avoids the path. It always, excellence always avoids the path of least resistance. It never looks for an easy way. It's challenged by the, by the course of the strong, so excellence doesn't, there's no shortcut. There's no way around it. You're not just, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it because you found the easy way out. You're not gonna get it because you, you, you oh, I know how to shave, you know, like, you know, everybody's like, I'm gonna shave 20 minutes off this thing. Excellence doesn't look for that. Excellence knows that it's gonna have to go through the hard roads of life to pr produce lasting change. Excellence always avoids the path of least resistance. So what are you trying to say? You're looking for the path that's bumpy. You're looking for the path that's rough. You're looking, no, you're looking for the path that leads you to the place of excellence. And I'm gonna tell you what, there ain't no shortcut to the top. There isn't. You're not gonna do it. That's the problem with church. Church people are trying to find a way around the processes of God. And I got news for you. I don't care how much you have relationship with God, he's not gonna change the order of how he does things to make it easy for you to get there, not because he's mean, but because he's not coming out of order for anybody. So the only way me and you can function in this greater ability of God is we find the system that God has given us to fulfill the order. Look what it says here. Proverbs 21 and 5 says, the plans of the diligent. Ooh, I like that. The thoughts of the diligent tend or lead only to the plenteous. But everyone that is hasty will show up 
only with want, but those who are hasty surely to poverty. Listen to this. The plans of the diligent lead to what? Surely to plenty, but those, everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. So it says what? The diligent leads to plenty. The excellent leads to plenty, but those who are hasty, those who are what? Mediocre in how they show up their average, they're going to lead to poverty. The key of excellence is pursuit. It is. You have to pursue it. Listen to this. Just good enough is never acceptable behavior to those in pursuit of excellence. It's good enough. How many times have you heard it's good enough? Come on, man. Let's be honest about it. Status quo is only acceptable to the mediocre. I'm t- man, this stuff's rough. Oh, it's good enough. You know what I mean? Oh, that's good enough. I do it around here sometimes. Oh, that's good. No, no, is it excellent? Is it excellent? You know, not too long ago, um, I had to go do something. And it was one of these things. I was shooting one of these things. And I shot the whole thing. It was totally done. It was awesome. And then we found out later that we left out some, some stuff we should have had in it. And, it, and it. and everybody was like around. And I was like, well, let's just do it again. And it, it was like, well, it's done. Yeah, but it's not right. It's just done. It's just good. It's not great. And then you start breeding that, almost that lethargy in your organization for acceptable by not being excellent. So you business guys, if people are pushing out subpar work, you just messed up the whole organization by allowing it. Whatever you are not willing to confront will continue. Whatever you're not willing to challenge in your life will continue. Whatever you're not willing to, to, to correct is going to be an attitude within your culture that's going to carry itself into your future. You have to make sure. Ask yourself some questions. How, how about these? Write these down, right? How, how, how can I do this better? These are some questions you got to start asking yourself. How do I do my job better? How do I become a better dad? How am I a better mom? How am I a better employee? How am I a better employer? How am I a better this? How am I a better that? How am I a better Christian? Now, when I say better, that doesn't mean good or bad. It just means how do I excel at another level of excellence? You know what I mean? Better is just terminology. You understand what I'm saying? Good, bad, and different. That's not what we're talking about. How do I become better at what I'm doing? How do I become? Well, think of this. If you work at a job, what would make you a better? Well, what would you want if you owned the company? If you owned the company and everybody like, comes late, left early, would you want that? Come on, right? These are simple questions. Would you want to have to always constantly? You know, I'm going to tell you what. I started a business. I was 21. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, trust me, I didn't know what I was doing, right? But I never forget. I, I was selling, I was selling, we were, doing this, we were doing our job, and I never forget. I sat down with a bank manager that was higher up. He was like kind of higher up. He had like 15 branches. I don't know, I had branches under him. And I never forget, I said these words. And I, I didn't realize what I was saying when I was saying it. I just understood the, I understood, I didn't really know what I understood. I just, I got, maybe I just got blessed or something. I said these words, but I'll never forget what I said. I said, the minute you hire me, you will never call me again about a problem that I did not solve. Like is how I, I didn't say in that exact terminology. I said, the minute you hire me, you're not going to have to call me about doing what I do. It'll be taken care of. You might call me for more stuff or different stuff, but you ain't going to call me about doing the job I just told you I'm going to do. The guy hired me immediately 
And I wound up getting 15 other branches I think we had at one time because you want to know what people wanted? People don't want to be bothered with other stuff people said they're going to do. They don't want the phone to ring. They want problems to go away. Problem solvers get paid. They get paid, man. And here's the thing. Once you alleviate pressure in someone else's life, you became valuable to that person. And now your valuableness has now put a price on you that at one time I remember I said, my reputation is preceding me in this business and now I'm gonna charge more because I'm worthy of more because I'm better than everybody else. We're not average. You pay more for the stuff that's not average. A Lamborghini is not average. That's why it's so expensive. You see it? Common cars, they're a dime a dozen. Stuff that's at another level, it's more exclusive, it's more valuable. It took more time to make it. See? This is what I'm saying. It's the same thing with your workplace. What can I do to improve my life? What can I do to be better? What can I do to improve my life? Where, where, where in my life have I settled for status quo? Man, that's a good one. Where have I just, ah, you know, I don't really care. You know, I, you know, let me tell you something right now. You attract what you are. You know, if you got this standard, you know, some bozo shows up to take you on a date. Come on, girls. And a guy can't even open the door for you. He's rude, acts like a fool. Come on, come on, come on. No way, uh-uh, right? Just get rid of it, man. Be like, no, why? Why You're going to lower your standard of excellence in, in relationships so you can get some ding-dong? No, come on, man, right? You got to have excellence in what you, anything in life you do. Even relationships, people around me are not excellent. I better get some new friends. I go to work and I'm hanging around the water cooler with all the gossips. Come on, you got to become a person of excellence. Mediocrity is willing to accept the ordinary because it's unwilling to reach for the extraordinary. I'm going to say it again. Come on, somebody. Mediocrity is willing to accept the ordinary because it is unwilling to reach for the extraordinary. That's what I was. Well, you know, even this. Well, if I reach for the extraordinary, how long am I going to have to stay in the ordinary? I don't want to stay here, so I'll settle. Don't settle. Stretch your faith to reach for the extraordinary. Start working on this personal development plan on yourself to get the edge back and then start influencing yourself with the people around you that walk in excellence. It's contagious. It's contagious. You know, think of this. You ever see like a really good football team or really good sports team? Man, these guys, like a lot of you like Michael Jordan, you know, like Michael Jordan at one time, if you don't know who Michael Jordan is, you need to get check, check up because you might be totally out of your mind. But Michael Jordan was one of the, probably, I believe, don't, don't quote this, he was, he is the GOAT. He's the best to ever put on a pair of sneakers, man. But one of the practices he had, he punched one of the guys in the team in the face. He actually punched one of his, he was in practice, and he punched the dude in the face because the guy wasn't performing at the level he felt like he should be performing, and they got in a fight, and he punched him. Can you imagine going to practice where Michael Jordan is, and you don't produce the same level of excellence he's putting out, he might punch you too. Now, don't go out and punch your friends. Some of you should punch your friends, but don't do it. Don't say I said it. But are you getting the concept of champions? A champion mentality is if you don't bring championship mentality to practice, 
I don't want to go with you out on the court. Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> Who are you dating? Who are you in relationship with? Who do you spend most of your time talking and texting with? Come on, guys. Young people need to hear this message. You mean to make your kids sit in front of this? Uh, uh, ungodly communication corrupts good manners. You know what that means? You hang around with bozos, you're going to be a bozo. You know, you hang along, if you hang around a chicken coop long enough, you're going to smell like chicken. Boop. Okay? You know what I'm saying? It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. You got to get the understanding that, man, maybe there is something happening that I don't realize because I'm not living a life of excellence. Yeah, you're letting people in your life of non-excellence come in because until your standard goes up, your bar goes down. Once your standard goes up, the bar for the people that enter in goes up. And you're not media. No, I'm not. No. You're jo- Man, some of you were settled in jobs you shouldn't even be in. Man, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I, I hope to God you get this. I, I, some people just have no vision in the arena of, of their work life, and they're stuck at jobs that ain't taking them nowhere. I literally had that epiphany. In my own life, I looked around and I said, there ain't a person in this company right here that I'm working for that I want to be in 20 years. I'm telling you, it was crazy. It freaked me out. I was at working and I looked around and I said, there's not a person in this company, the boss included, making enough money. I'm, I'm lost, man. And I'm getting this revelation in my head. And I'm going... This place is a dead end, man. I'm not going to be able to take care of myself in the future. I better change. You need to be an agent of change now. It's not too late. Don't quit your job and freak out and get there. Start pursuing excellence. But here's the reason why people don't want excellence. Because sacrifice is the only road that can take you there. Sacrifice is the road traveled by those who desire to avoid mediocrity. You're going to have to sacrifice. I'm telling you, man, it ain't easy, but it's true. Because this is the road many people don't want to walk. I got to sacrifice to become a person of excellence. He who wants to accomplish little will sacrifice little. He who wants to accomplish much must sacrifice. We don't like talking about this. I don't want to sacrifice If you want to reach your God-given destiny, you must understand it's going to require for you to make great sacrifice. It's true. It's the only road that excellence can have. Sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice some stuff. You're going to have to give. Well, I want to be with everybody else. Well, guess what? Everybody else isn't where excellence dwells. I want to go run. You know, I don't want to be alone because if you're alone, you know, let me tell you. Excellence runs alone. It doesn't run in packs. You know, you think about athletes staying in the gym, just shooting. Th- the other day I was seeing something. A guy hit, shot 105 consecutive three-point shots. I just kept shooting it, 105 before he missed in a row. Just kept shooting. You don't see that. Nobody sees you training in darkness. They just see you when the lights are on. you got to build this in you. Abraham was, it was, Abraham was 
uh, basically instructed to sacrifice his son. The sacrifice was so big. Jesus sacrificed his life. He, they regained, but in the middle of it, when God's asking you to sacrifice, you don't see the end. You just see the now. Why would you want the only thing I have ever wanted? Because you don't understand the road I'm getting ready to put you on when you give it to me. I'm putting you on the road of excellence. Jesus sat there on a cross and said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? I don't understand this sacrifice I make, but I'll make it again. He found it in the garden. He said, I don't want to drink it, but I'll do it. At those moments of sacrifice, you never really understand the reward, but the reward is so great. It's so great, but in the moment, all you know is what I'm giving up. People endured hardships. Just remember this and don't ever forget this. The excellent understand that their seed is the greatest weapon to achieve an extraordinary life. Their seed. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground, a seed, it dies in the earth, but it, it will what? If it doesn't fall in the earth and die, it abides alone. But if you sow it, it will produce a multiple of harvest. That's your life. Seed is the key. Your life is like a seed. If you will sow yourself, you will receive the blessing that God has you. Remember, the excellent understand this, that their seed, their life, the stuff they sow is the greatest weapon to exceed an extraordinary life. Man, I promise you that's true. Your seed can transform your life. One of the greatest things that I think me and you need to understand is this, is if you want to reach this God-given destiny, it's going to require you to sacrifice. Now, what does that mean? Well, you might have to sacrifice some relationships. You might have to sacrifice some freedoms and some liberties. To be a person of excellence, I'm going to say this. This is really good, okay? I had to sacrifice my own life. I'm going to explain this. I'm not saying you have mastered this. I had to sacrifice my own life. You know, I used to tell the kids, you can be anything you want to be in life. And I changed that terminology. I said, you need to discover what God has called you to be in life. Because you don't, you don't get, in the kingdom, you don't get to be what you want to be in life. You get to be what God has called you to be in life. And that's your discovery. Moses didn't wake up one day and say, I want to be. Moses woke up one day and discovered who he was. Adam didn't wake up one day and go, this is who I want to be. He discovered who God made him to be. Paul did it. Jesus did it. Everybody in the Bible did it. And you're going to have to do it too. That you're going to have to be led by the spirit of God to be the person that God has called you to be. Now, here's my thing that I want you to understand. I gave up a right to have a life one day in this journey with God. I don't even have an opinion anymore. I don't even have an identity anymore. I don't even have a will anymore. I don't even have a life anymore because it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me because he loves me. Do you understand what I'm saying? You lose all these opinions. You lose all this. See, if you're going to be a citizen of heaven, the Bible says you were bought with a price and you're a purchased possession. You can have the freedom to have a life if you want one in the earth, but you're going to have to willfully surrender your life in the earth to become a person of excellence. I want you to hear what I'm saying.
Remember these truths that I gave you. Ask yourself those questions. Remember we talked about them? Let's just recap them because I think this is so, so important. Where can I be better? Where can I be a better, maybe, maybe this, achieving excellence and leaving mediocrity is huge because remember the greatest problem most people will ever experience in life is this. It's an excellence problem. Most know the answers to life. They just won't do them. How am I going to, am I being obedient to this thing? So ask yourself those questions. Let's just recap them because I want, I want you to, am I, am I doing the best I can? And I, and I, I want to be careful with that because I think like, I don't want to make it like a good, a bad, a better, you know what I mean? I want to be, I don't want you to feel discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Let me tell you something about this excellence thing. This thing is moving. And this is why I think the greatest problem, let me leave you with this. How can I do this better? Whatever that is, husband, wife, parent, parenting. What do I do to get better? How do I get better? How do I become excellent? How do I become an employee? What can I do to improve my life? Where is my own life settled in arenas and areas of status quo? Where can I break out of the status quo or the mediocrity or the average life and be the Christian that I'm supposed to be? Now, here's the big thing, and I want, I'm going to close with this, okay? I want you to see this. Here's the thing with excellence. It's an invitation that is given to you from another. Okay, I'm giving you the invitation. That's why these series, this series right here is life-changing. You should archive this, share it, because I found this out, and I found this out through personal discovery, that only the, only the it's, it's kind of, I don't even know how to explain this. Um, God will help me. I might, I might not be as excellent as some of you are going to become, but here's what I know. This message that we're in right now has given you and me the invitation to go to another level. It's not because I have it mastered in my own life. There's an anointing to allow you to get it at another level than you've ever had it before. Does that make sense? So that being said, the value of what you hear me say is going to determine the level of excellence you can go to. So here's what I found out. That it's an invitation you must accept, but the minute you accept it, you cannot make any more excuses about you. It's a bitter pill to swallow because most people do not have the reflective ability to reflect upon their life, see their flaws, and try to strengthen them without being discouraged. So you're going to have to come into this arena and go, man, I'm really not excellent here, here, and here, and not get discouraged. And then here's the, here's the coup de gras. In the midst of you trying to reach after the place of change, it's elusive. You can never catch it. So if you're not careful, you can almost be despondent in your pursuit, but it's going to be pursuit being the key for you to get there. So now you're really in a catch-22. So you mostly you're going to want to quit. But I promise you, if you don't quit and you keep pursuing on a daily pursuit, you are going to notice that you've transformed out of mediocrity and stepped into excellence by design. But here's the thing about God. He has never, ever really obtained at a maximum level. You don't achieve an end. He's infinity. He keeps moving. So as you take steps into your future, he keeps moving forward. It has nothing to do with your past. It has everything to do with your future. And here's the thing. He's elusive. Now, that's okay. Don't get nervous with that. But in the midst of pursuit, you will become transformed. I promise you that. Now listen, what does that mean? That means we become the person of the word of God we've been called to be. 
and we pursue God with excellence. We are getting our edge back. We're in 21 days of transformation. Let your life, 2021, be a life of excellence. Excellence at home. Now, let me show you. Personal excellence, that means I am the person I'm supposed to be. Family excellence, that I'm, I'm being, the, I'm, me personally, I have to be a husband. I have to be a father. I have to be a pastor. I have a lot of places to produce excellence. And then I got to start asking the thing, are the people around me being influenced by my excellence? Am I demanding a standard of the people around me for them to rise up to the potential that God has placed within them? That is every area of life. Guys, ask yourself, who in my pool of influence is challenging me to be the best me I could possibly be? Have you put yourself in the arena of excellence so you could duplicate that excellence in your daily life? I promise you this is going to be the best season of your life if you'll take one step at a time pursuing God. And as you pursue him, you're going to notice he's transforming you in the midst of the process. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for we are people of excellence. We are people of pursuit. We are people of change. And we are people of transformation. I am believing with each and every one of them that as they reach out with the hand of faith to become the person of excellence you called them to be, they are going to see you move graciously in their life and transform them to see things they didn't see before, be able to do things they couldn't do before, and to know things they never knew before because excellence is now compelling them to live the best life now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. We're so excited here at the church. We're fasting. We're praying. We're seeking God. Don't forget, this Saturday morning live here at the church, 10 a.m. to 11, we are in prayer. We're praying. We're praying during the fast. Get your prayer request in. It's not too late. Amen. Send it to relevantfl.org. All the information is there. Transformation 2021 is on the website. Click, link, get there, share it, tell your friends, pray for everybody. Do this thing. We are here. We're halfway. We're at the halfway, man. Come on. Let's go, guys. You could do this thing. You could finish on. And some of you said, well, I didn't do nothing. Don't worry about it. We're doing something. Connect with us with faith and get in this thing. So we're going to be here. And then Sunday morning, we're going to be here, 1030. You know that one service. Everything's live and online, 9 and 1030. And then the last Sunday of the month, come on, somebody. We are having Breakthrough Sunday. Be prayerful about what I'm sowing. Don't forget, we're praying, we're fasting, we're giving. The giving is in the front part for the expecting harvest in the back part. I'm telling you, God is faithful. Listen, we love you. I'm standing with you. I'm praying for you each and every day. I'm believing this is going to be your best life yet. And don't get discouraged. Don't be weary and well-doing. Seek his face, and I promise you this, he's going to reveal himself to you. I love you, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.